Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the Best Life. What is up, besties? This is Danny J. And this is Jill Coleman. What's going on? Danny Jizzle. Someone e- d- DM'd us and said, hey, Danny Jizzle and Jizzle. <laughs> <laughs> I love that it's just Jizzle. Yes, Danny Jizzle and Jizzle. Um, I am happy to see you. You just got back from a trip with your mom. That looked fun. It was. It was a super quick trip to the East Coast, and we just did a spa day. It was very nice. It's uh, always interesting seeing your parents after I hadn't seen them for like over a year yeah and it's always great to see them but it's just funny how you immediately fall back into those like parent-child dynamics like last night I was just at the, like by the end of the day I was just like it's just interesting because you know obviously it's their home and they have a way that they do things and they're very like I mean I know your mom was like kind of a neat freak and whatever it's like they have a way that they do something and I'm just not used to that you know if I'm like very much like just super relaxed, super laid back. And so to be like, oh, get a coaster for the drink or, you know, don't put your feet up on that chair or like just stuff like that. You know, you just kind of go back to like, and then you start getting upset. I'm like, why are you treating me like I'm 15? And then I'm acting like I'm 15. You know what I mean? So it's like, it was a good reminder. It's just, uh, it's different, you know, but I don't know, man, there's, it, it seems worse. I don't know if as people get older, they get, it gets worse. I don't know. Well, it's actually a real thing. So I was talking to my therapist slash coach about this exact thing, maybe three weeks ago. So I was telling her how I was struggling with these certain things with my dad and my parents. And I I said, I'm, all of these things were coming back, I think, after living at home. And she said she is busiest around the holidays because that's when people go home and see their families mm. and they have this regression. And I was like, that's the word. It's regression. It's you regress to whenever you live there, your teenage self or whatever. They regress and you have these old, this old shit that comes up. And it made me feel a little better when she said that because I was going, I feel like I've done so much work on myself. And yet this old part of me comes out like this immature ridiculous part and she said yeah that's so normal this regression is really a thing when you're around your family so it's real (laughs) well that's good yeah because I was like have they always been this like anal retentive or is it just that they're getting older or is it just that I haven't seen them in a long time you know yeah and so I was talking on the phone to Keith he had to work so he stayed here and I was talking to him last night and I was getting like so fired up and he was like well it's only one more night then you can come back tomorrow yeah I was like yeah you know so it's it it is it's good to see them but I prefer to see them 
in a different place. Like maybe a trip, like a third place, you know, yeah. we all go or they come here. But for whatever reason, I think in their home and it's yeah. their home, so they can obviously do whatever they want. They can have whatever rules they want. But yeah, it's it's unfortunate because part of me just doesn't want to go back as much, you know. Yeah, I get like, it. Like, I still love them, but I'm like, let's go to a, a, another location. Or, like, <laughs> you guys come here. So, yeah. anyway, but it was good. It was good to see them. So, it was a trip that wasn't relaxing, but kind of relaxing because you <laughs> spot. And we're actually going to talk about relaxing today. So, kind of a thing. It was, you know, and I know, and it's August. And, um, you know, if you're listening to this and you're an online business owner, entrepreneur, coach, we really do start ramping up things. Um, I always think that July is kind of a quiet month online. You know, it's people just aren't really wanting to start a lot of coaching programs. Not a lot of people are wanting to start diets, stuff like that, vacations, what have you. So it was good to like go and then come back. And really we have the next six weeks that the, in the business are going to be pretty, you know, kind of wild. So I think it's yeah. just good to ha- take downtime. And I actually posted about this and I think it's related to our topic today, post about this last week. And I know I've mentioned this book several times on the podcast. Um, it's called The Powerful Engagement. And essentially what it is, is it talks about not only time management, but most importantly, energy management. So for example, if you do have, like we have in the business coming up, like a really big period of output, in order for us to be firing on all cylinders and be productive and like get done what we need to get done and be focused, we actually do need to take some downtime. So, you know, uh, one of my team members just went on like a 10 day vacation. Another one just went on a 12 day vacation. And I'm like, yeah, let's go. Let's everyone get it out <laughs> so that we can come back August 1st, August 15th and be ready to go. So, um, and is, and people are, you know, the cups are full and they're ready to go. And so I think that, and it's interesting because, and I'm interested in your take on this, I think we still do have like kind of a hustle culture, even though I feel like we're getting better. I feel like more people are talking about you need to take rest and you need to take downtime and you need some self-care and, you know, all of those kind of things. And I think we're getting better with that. But I still feel like every time I post about taking rest, like literally it's such a simple concept. Like, yes, you need to rest. People are like, thank you for saying this. Like more people need to know. So it's like for whatever reason there is an internal pressure or even a societal pressure that we have to do more. Like, or if you're not doing a lot, you're lazy. We kind of touched on this a couple episodes ago. We talked about like outsourcing your chores, right? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, we had a couple of people reach out and say like, thank you for saying that. You know, I felt bad about getting someone to clean my house or I felt bad, you know, not cooking and cleaning. And so I think a lot of this comes down to self-compassion and and really kind of breaking that hustle culture. Yeah, I think that a lot of people do feel like they need permission, but we also have the flip side of this where, um, and this is where the episode idea kind of came from. Um, I follow Layla Hermosi. She's, uh, she runs a an eight-figure business with her husband and uh, acquisition.com, and she did this uh, reel or TikTok about rest. And she said, all these people are telling her, you need to rest, you need to take vacations. And so she would like schedule in these vacations ahead of time. Like I'm putting it on my calendar months ahead and she'd schedule her days off. And then sometimes she'd be there on her day off and she felt like working, but then she was like, wait, this is my day off. I'm not allowed to work. And so there's this flip side of yes, you need to rest, but what if you're in a season you don't feel like resting? Is that okay too? And so I thought it was just very interesting because I think, yes, you should have permission to rest when you need to rest, but do you have to force yourself to rest? And I think the kind of the answer is maybe. I think it really depends on you. Um, I think it's just an, 
as to all of our conversations here, it's always kind of a nuanced. There's a, never like a hard yes or hard no. I think some people do need to schedule it in. I think some people do need to schedule vacation, schedule time away. I have a couple of friends who are literally just workaholics and will work, work, work. And it's not that they need rest, but I think they should step away sometimes. I think it's good for all of us, for our creativ- creativity in general, to like travel, go somewhere and just take a quick break. Mm-hmm. But it's like, do you have to schedule an off day if you're feeling really productive and creative and you want to work? Yeah, I don't think you should. I think honestly, and I think the question really comes down to how do you know, right? Like, how mm. do you know? I think it's a mistake to wait until you're completely burned out to be like, I should have taken rest five mm. years ago, right? Or whatever, like getting to the point where you have complete adrenal fatigue and, you know, you've kind of just worked yourself into the ground to be like, oh yeah, I need to take rest because your body will tell you. But I think you sort of know because here's how I at least know, because I used to be the opposite. I used to be someone who was very busy all the time. And for me, that was a badge of honor. And I think for me, it was noticing that I was busy, but I didn't really get anything done. So I think if you get to the end of your week and you say, gosh, I was so busy this week or this week flew by or I'm so exhausted and you look back and you feel like you haven't really done anything like productive. Maybe you've checked off a bunch of things on your to-do list, but maybe you haven't gotten there or you start to feel resentful. Um, And, you know, actually I saw this, one of my mentors, Rachel Cosgrove posted this. And I think it's relevant here. A couple weeks ago, she said, if you're feeling burned out, chances are you're not charging enough. Mm. And because she's talking to coaches. And I was like, yeah, that probably is true. If you're feeling burned out or you're feeling resentful, we've all had that experience, right? Where we're like, uh, I'm keep doing this thing and it keeps not giving me what I need it to give me, whether it's someone not paying you enough or you working so many hours, or you feel like you're doing everything right. Like resentment to me is a key emotion to notice. And if you're starting to feel like you're doing everything, you feel like no one else is contributing. You feel like, you know, you're kind of feeling like a martyr a little bit. You're feeling like a victim a little bit. Like you're feeling like I'm not getting anything back. Chances are you probably need to take a rest. You probably do need to charge your own battery instead of looking around for other people to charge your battery, right? So, or to give you the day off or to give you a break or whatever. Because if you don't take a break, people are just going to keep giving you shit, right? Like work's going to keep giving you stuff. Like your team's going to think you can do more. And so it really is up to you to see taking a break, not as weak, but as actually strategic. You know, if everything for me changed with that. Instead of seeing it as lazy, I started seeing it as really smart strategy. And I think for me, that was the big change. Instead of being like, oh my God, I'm taking a walk at, you know, two o'clock in the afternoon on a Tuesday, I started seeing it as like, hey, this is actually working. This is part of my work day. This is actually going to help me come back to my work a lot more focused. And so, yeah, I think, I think it's wise to take it when you need it, but you also have to have the awareness of when you need it. I think a lot of people, you know, just feel like it's lazy or they make an excuse or whatever. And then they get to the point where they're resentful, they're busy, not productive, (laughs) you know, adrenal fatigue, all the things and uh, getting sick and all those kind of things. Well, I think sometimes though, the irony is when you need the break the most is when you feel like you can't take it because it's when everything is going crazy. Your startup culture, you're doing, like you're trying Mm -hmm. to get your business going. So you're still working a job, you have everything going on. And we kind of talked about this on the episode. Um, I know we were, it was with Connor, your brother. We were talking about this episode of, you know, kind of his break and, when there's so many things going on and you're so tired and you are resentful and you kind of know you should and then you're just going, well, how? How can I? And I think part of the how is 
what you just mentioned was like taking a walk. You don't have to take the whole day off. I think sometimes we go, okay, I have to take a day off or I have to take a week off or, or I got to be like, to lay by the pool for <laughs> like, seven yes, days straight or whatever. I got to go to Hawaii, like all of that. You can literally, <laughs> I mean, honestly, I've gone and I'm, I'm sure moms can relate to this. Like, gone to the car and just sat inside the car in silence where no one can find you or whether a bathroom or closet like during the pandemic I had a closet that I just sat in just to get silence to get away taking some deep breaths like you can literally take a break every day a small amount and I think it's actually really important that you do that especially if you're feeling the constant stress you're in the startup you're in the go 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 and you feel like you can't it's like almost when you feel like you can't is when you have to and that's the whole like mind fuck of it all is mm-hmm. like this is when I need the break and I can't afford to I can't do it I can't stop you know that's actually really I, I'm thinking about the episode we because that was Connor's question or that's what we were sort of talking about and I don't know how you feel about this but when you're starting your business because I've had the opposite experience where <laughs> I remember I was coaching this guy young guy uh, right out of college and we were coaching him to like get his business started and I remember he was like okay so he was number one. He was really worried that the second he started at, like promoting his coaching, he was going to have full roster, right? He was like so nervous. He's like, "Well, what if I just have no time?" And I was like, "Let's get one client first, and then we'll see how busy you are." But he was like, "Well, in the morning, I get my workout in, and then I meditate, and then I have my, you know, I go for a walk, or like it was like all these things he was doing." And I'm like, "But you're 23, and <laughs> you have no fucking clients." So like, it, part of me was like, "Now is when you work hard. Like now is when you fucking grind." Yeah. So that later on. So there is something to the fact that I think, especially if you're in the beginning stages, I think it's important to not do that forever, right? If you feel like there's no end in sight, but there's something to, you might have to earn a level of discernment, right? You might have to earn a level of, I don't want to say earn your rest, but you know, I think it's, I would much rather completely overwhelm myself so I have options, right? Now, if my roster is full because I've been hustling my ass off, I have a bunch of clients, my time is packed, like, and I'm super busy with work, now my time is more in demand. So I can increase my prices, I can, you know, fire clients that can't keep up, like whatever it is, right? Now I have options. Mm-hmm. But if you have no clients, you have no options. Like you can't be like, I will like, I'll only take a client at this time. It's like when your entire schedule is open. So I think it is a balance of where are you in your career and looking at it like, okay, can I, um, can I just buckle down? I know about you, you and I, we were, I was building my business while I was still working full time. You know, the first 18 months at Jill Fit, I was working 70 hours a week in the gym. I was getting home at nine o'clock at night. I was writing a blog every night and I was doing client check-ins and writing meal plans and doing programs until like one o'clock in the morning. It wasn't forever. And I knew it wasn't going to be forever, but I knew that if I really wanted to do this, that I couldn't just go to bed. Like it was just like, this is the stage that I'm in right now. And over time, start increasing my prices and start be able to quit my full-time job, pull back on my training. And that took a couple of years, but now I get to take more rest, you know? So I think it's a balance. I don't think you get to come in and be like in a startup culture and be like, I need to rest. Like it's like, it is go, 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 but there needs to be a light at the end of the tunnel. At some point you do have to pull back and you really do have to get discerning. And I think you almost have to earn the right to be discerning. I'm so glad you brought that up because <laughs> there is, and I, yeah, like, I hate to say earn because it's, can be taken 
the wrong way, but hopefully you guys are getting the context of this. But you almost do have to earn, you don't just get to start a job and then you're like, I'm going to take my two weeks vacation next month because I just get to. It's like, <laughs> no, you don't get a two week vacation because you just work a normal hour shift job or something like that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people do. A lot of people think that. And they also wonder, why am I not successful? Why am I not getting to where I want to go? Well, you don't really do anything. So if you're not working, in fact, we j- I just had this conversation right before uh, we started recording with Jeff. He's trying to hire somebody and he's like, hey, you understand this is startup and we need you for these hours. And the guy's like, I really want weekends with my family. And we said, hey, the rest of the team works Tuesday through Saturday and this guy wants Monday through Friday. And he's like, well, if you want Monday through Friday, you're probably gonna have to find someone else because you don't really get to choose that right now. And also you're unemployed. So this is <laughs> like, take right. what you can get right now. You have to yeah, like- Yeah, that's you have really to, interesting. And he's like, if you can show that you're valuable to the company, we could talk about Monday through Friday. But right now everyone else is working Tuesday through Saturday and that's what we need you for. And so, you know, it's, you almost have to earn the earn the right to be picky and to be choosy. And at the beginning, you really can't. And so back to like- Rest when you need to rest. You don't necessarily have to schedule it in preparation for being overwhelmed or, you know, I don't know. But also maybe, yes, like let's say you have a launch. So you know and you've done it before. Your launches are really busy. So you schedule the day after the launch to just chill because you know you're going to be running and it's going to be crazy for four weeks straight. Cool. Um, Schedule that day off. But if you're scheduling six, eight months out because you're just like, well, I think we should take a vacation because I might be tired. Like, maybe that's not the way. I don't know. And it might be different when you do have a job where you only get two weeks vacation a year and you just have to do this. I don't know. So it's yeah, just entrepreneurship is a little bit different because we do have you do have like sort of fits and starts, right? You have like times where, you know, you're launching and the business is super busy. And we, you know, at Jillfit, we schedule our launches for the entire year ahead of time. So I always schedule in at least a handful of days off after my launch because we've done enough now that I know mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's going to be a tremendous amount of output. I'm not going to like finish a launch, close the cart and immediately have like 10 calls the next day with clients. Like I'm not going to be able to show up well for them even, you know, so it's recognizing my limitations. And um, I lost my train of thought, but I was thinking about <laughs> this idea of being able to sort of earn your way. And this is why I actually like a coach because like one of my favorite sayings is sales solve everything. And a coach will help you decide what are the big dial movers in your business and what aren't. So for example, if you feel overwhelmed starting a business, right? A lot of people say that I feel so overwhelmed. There's so much I should be doing. Yes, there is, but some things move the needle more than others. So my, honestly, like when people say sales solve everything, if you have money coming in, then you can start hiring out. You can start automating things. You have money for software that can help you. Like you have other options. And so to me, I always look at it like, what is going to bring in a sale? Like, especially at the beginning, those are going to be our priorities. So yes, if you have to work extra shifts, if you have to take on more clients, if you have to, you know, stay up late, you know, writing programs, say yes to those clients at the beginning, because when you have resources, when you have money coming in, now all of a sudden you have options. And so I always go back to that because I'm just like, at the end of the day, what is bringing in money? So it can't be things like, I don't know, I'm trying to think of like things that people could be doing. But it, like, so for example, you're starting a business. I probably wouldn't start with the podcast, to be mm-hmm. honest. You have no audience. It's a, a huge expense. There's a huge learning curve. You have to be consistent with it. And probably you're not good yet with content. So to me, I wouldn't recommend someone just starting from scratch to start a podcast. Like that to me would be something that is just like spinning your wheels at the beginning. You're not going to be making any money. You don't have any audience to listen to it. It's, it's like hard to start from scratch. So 
that's probably something I wouldn't start. I would be like, cool, one-on-one coaching. First thing I'm doing. It's the highest amount of money you can make per client. You can still do it on your own time. And you don't need that many clients to, to have a viable business. So to me, start with high ticket premium one-on-one coaching, get the money coming in and then earn the right to then leverage your time into groups and courses and all the other things that you could be selling. But I, that's, that's actually one of my biggest pet peeves when people start online, like, I don't want to do one-on-one coaching. I'm like, five people follow you. So <laughs> unless me. those five people want to be in a group together, that's pretty much the only option you have. Or they're like, I need to, I want to start a course. I want to create a course. course. And I'm like, who are you selling it to though? Yeah. There's no one yeah. there. So it's like, yes. And so take a break, but also understand what season you're in yeah. and understand that you can't sprint a marathon. So if you're sprinting something, it's got to be a 400 meter, a 200 meter, like something short that you can see the end in sight and just go, I'm going to try and bring in as much money as I possibly can in this beginning stage so that I, then I have options and then I have the ability to leverage my time better. Oh my God, I love it. Yeah, I'm laughing and nodding my head because I have just chatted with so many people who just want to sell a course. For some reason, they think it's easier if they just build it and people come and buy and they right. don't. Like it requires a lot of marketing, a lot of people, a lot of eyeballs. The course is the easiest part, right? Yeah. <laughs> the course is the yeah. easiest part of the process. Yeah. So I feel like they think you build it and they will come and that's not exactly how it works. And also your course is not is commodity. It's just information, yeah. Yeah. right? So unless someone goes, oh, I want to get... Danny's course, or I want to buy Jill's course, right? Yeah. Otherwise, there's no social proof that any of your information is good, <laughs> you know? So it's like putting it into a course. Now it's organized somewhere, but still no one knows that it's good. So you do have to get reps. So yeah, that, I don't know. Someone, maybe a business coach is saying like, oh, just they're just selling courses. Unless you have a shitload of money for paid traffic, I definitely would not recommend that. Yeah, I don't recommend it either. So yeah, this whole conversation really is just, you know, should you rest? Yes. Do you, I mean, but should you rest now? I don't know. Do you have to schedule your rest? Maybe. Where are you at in your business? Where are you at in your life? Do you have permission? Yes. We give you permission. Asterisks, like you have permission if you need it. But if you feel like you're like, if you're in a good flow and a good hustle, you don't want to stop. There has been times in my business where I'm just wake up and I'm like, oh my God, I want to create content. I'm working all day. Haven't taken a shower. I'm so pumped and excited. And there's times where I'm like, FML, I need a nap and I can't do anything. And I just, my brain is fried. I don't have anything there. And that's my like trigger to go, yeah, maybe it's not time to be writing content and figuring stuff out. Like you literally cannot. So just go lay down or go yep. on a walk or go do something else. Yeah. But and also instead of forcing it. Yeah. And also just take mini breaks so that you don't have to take the huge break where you get sick and you end up in the hospital where you're stuck for five days. Take 10 minutes a day or five minutes a day where you just go sit in a closet, sit in your car and take a couple deep breaths. You know, make sure you take care of yourself. Obviously, you are the only one who can be you. You're the only one who could show up for your clients. You're the only one who could show up online as you. So you have to take care of yourself. Um, but also the idea out there like hustle culture sucks, but also like too much rest culture isn't really working either. So like we got to find the middle ground of where you're working, you're, pro you're productive and you're living a good life we don't want to ever push like hustle and work and grind until you die and like sleep two hours a night that's ridiculous but also you know figure out where you're at and see when it makes sense yep totally yeah because there's a big difference between productive and busy right oh, so yeah. just asking yourself like cool 
I've been busy this week, but what do I have to show for it? I think that's key too, is like just auditing your time and being like, yeah, what of like where I'm spending my time. That's one of the things that, um, that Ramit talks about a lot. Uh, if you guys follow Ramit, he's like a finance guy and personal development guy, but he always talks about like audit your time and audit your, um, your bank statement. I know you guys have, you have people Mm -hmm. do that too. That will tell your priorities, right? So if you look at your time and you spend two hours just returning, you know, menial emails, or reading through emails that you were just copied on or something like you might feel like, Oh, I'm, I'm like doing stuff, right. It might like make you feel a certain way, but at the end of the day, you're like, I don't even know what I did. I don't have anything to show for all the time I spent on the computer. So I think it's just a matter of awareness and then being like, am I being productive or am I just being busy because that feels good. And then I think if you're, and I would actually argue that the people who are the most productive probably do take the most downtime. You know, I remember Brendan Bouchard saying, that him and his wife do, I think like once a month, they do a three day vacation. And then once a quarter, they do a week vacation, you know, again, but it's like something to look forward to. Obviously it's time for them, you know, to be present with each other and stuff like that. And I noticed that too, especially with, you know, Keith working 24 hour shifts and when he's off work, he's completely off. So it's actually helped me be more productive because I work a lot more hard, like hard and focused when he's at work. Cause I'm like, Oh, I want to be able to be off and not have to work as much when he's, you know, when he's off work. So it's actually helped me instead of working like at 70% all week long, I work at like hundred percent and then like 10%, you know? And so that's really helped as well. So audit your time, figure out where you're and like what can go, you know, cause that's the thing, especially if you're here and you do want to start an online business, you know, you and I work with a lot of sort of beginners to the space. You can't be putting 10 to 20 hours of online business on top of a packed schedule already. So where are you spending your time, audit your time, and then create big blocks of time in your schedule that you can work on your online business and be focused there. Because I don't, the idea that you're going to be like that you're already working a ton of hours or you're doing a whole bunch of stuff and your plate is completely full and then you're going to add on 20 hours a week of online business, it's not going to work out. Yeah. You're going to burn out real fast. Well, I don't think more is better. I think focused is better, but more doesn't equal better. Like yeah. I like that example, like 70% all the time. You could be at 60% all the time where you feel like you're getting burnout or you could be at hundred percent for a short amount of time and then just take a break and totally work yeah. hard, rest hard. There we go. Love it. it. (laughs) All right, y'all. Well, that is it for us. Let us know if that resonates with you guys or where you're at with this and uh, if you have a similar story, but we'd love to hear from you guys. If you have any additional just questions, comments, or anything you would like us to riff on, go hit us up in the DMs at The Best Life Podcast on Instagram. Check out the Facebook page at thebestlifepodcast.com. There's a link to join our closed Facebook page there. We've had a lot of people joining it recently. And if you have not, giving uh, leave us a rating and review. We always love those and you guys are the best and we'll see you in the next episode. See ya. Bye, guys. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.